Hello and welcome to the Courage to Be podcast, where we explore how to raise your game, lean into discomfort and have more impact and purpose. I am your host, Sinead Millard. Welcome to the Courage to Be podcast. And no, this is not Sinead Millard. This is Elizabeth Cairns. And it's my great pleasure today to be speaking to Sinead for episode two of season three. Hi, Sinead. How are you doing? Hi, Elizabeth. Good to be here. So it's episode season three, episode two. Um, You've got quite a lot under your belt with the podcast. So it might be a good time to circle back to the fundamentals of the Courage to Be. Um, and and maybe like from your personal perspective, getting under your skin a little bit more, how how is it showing up for you now, um, you know, in your life and in your work? And if you were to take someone through, you know, the fundamentals of the courage to be, who maybe is either new to the podcast or or you know hasn't hasn't really got it under their skin yet, what can you tell us about it? Yeah, um, I think. I don't have a very scripted definition, so I'll just start to explore it. And this is my interpretation of of the courage to be, and this might mean something different um, for those listening. And I guess it it begins with living a life that I guess we're genuinely drawn to live um, as opposed to the life that we think we should live. And I think this is not a very new insight. or idea but actually the reality of doing this is is quite quite challenging and to get a little bit more granular what exactly um, do I mean by that or this or what's what's my experience of this and I guess an image that comes to mind for me is the idea of moving forward with our life and and not looking back as much and if we think of this idea of looking back and and this concern that we might have for people in society and be that a group of be that your community your friends your family um you know we 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 can spend a lot of energy thinking about or being quite concerned about what other people um might think of how we're living our life and Mm. i think becoming aware of where we might be making decisions that are program decisions or making choices that are driven by our need to be seen in a certain way Um, or perhaps it's setting goals that are what Stephen Stephen Hayes refers to as socially compliant goals and I think already just to come back and make this even more simple right it's about how do we move forward in a way that is very much in line with what's important to us? And I'm going to introduce mm-hmm. the term values, but I want to be really careful because I think that's a term that we use quite a lot and it can be misunderstood. So if we talk about living a life according to our values, what does that mean? Um, and there might be people out there who, who ask themselves, well, I don't really know if I know what my values are. What are my values? And I think that's 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 a really good question. I think it, it takes time to understand what's important to us. And we have to realize that we're living in a world that is very often telling us what what we should place value on. Mm-hmm. And that can be very subtle. But but that is that's the reality. So the work that we might do to uncover what is genuinely meaningful to us in itself um, requires 
requires some energy and requires some focus. And then there's the moving forward and actually living out those values, which is which mm. is another piece of the puzzle. And I'm not saying that I don't fundamentally, I don't think there's anyone out there that I know personally who is living a life in complete accordance to their values. Like I think it's a it's something that we we will be challenged with forevermore as far as far as I'm concerned I think we we get closer um but there is different stages for everyone and I think as Mm. you relate it back to me personally I guess it's for me it's about uncovering what it is that's important to me I'm still doing that and and trying to be more intentional in how I how I live that out in my life both personally and professionally Mm. And and do you find you have a a process that you come back to for uncovering that for yourself what's your process I think a big part of the process I mean I probably never thought about it as a process but I think a part of my process is just heightening my observation so asking myself you know because life gives us signals as to when things are out of whack and um, I know for for me if I'm tired I'll start to notice that I'm worry more about what other people might think or I may be less able to make decisions intuitively um, or to trust myself so that might be one signal for me which is just noticing certain patterns whereby I'm overthinking or I'm more concerned about things than I usually would be mm-hmm. um, so so you know in that case for me it might be literally kind of resting more or getting more sleep mm. I think bringing more presence into my life as a coach I think I'm seeing more and more as I'm developing in in that area um, that my capacity to be present and hold that space is a big part of my role and I think in my earlier years as a coach maybe I thought that that simply wasn't enough you know I, I needed to you know be able to support clients in more ways than that or Uh, But I'm realizing more and more my capacity to really work on, I'm thinking of, you know, your, your internal versus your external map. And I think the more I, the less I focus on my external world, um, Mm -hmm. the more peace I feel, (laughs) Um, because I think that it can be easy to make changes in our external world, you know, and to think that they bring some form of, of peace, whether that's uh, moving job whether that's moving country whether that's Mm. relationship changes but the 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 energy and the work that comes in that goes into understanding our internal world for me is where it really pays off yeah and do you have you know in addition to this reflection which I'm I'm curious is 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 it uh is it kind of an ad hoc thing that you're just sort of relying on your unconscious to tell you when things are out of kilter or do you have like a formal like is it is it a daily practice of asking these questions and reflecting and and what else fits into that practice of connecting with the inner the internal world with that inner landscape yeah that that's a good question I think as you were asking that the first thing that came to mind was very often it just so when I get into bed at night that's when that's when I think for a lot of us we start to process um and in the past I would have you know, maybe to help, to help me relax and go to sleep I would turn on a podcast or read a book and more and more I'm 
just trying to sit with what is right and I really want to I I know some of this sounds like it's all these cliches but this is genuinely my experience of it exactly in particularly in the past few months which is just being and and there can be a real discomfort in that so imagining that just before you go to sleep and you start processing what's happened during the day and how did that meeting go and should I have said that and oh gosh I hope I didn't whatever that may be right um and and for me I I think I I've always seen turning on a podcast or reading a book as as a healthy outlet um but actually some of the work that I've been trying to do is simply just sit with what is which is quite hard mm. for me um because I think I very often want to go to uh, my mind or tap into my cognitive capacity to understand why it is I'm feeling a certain way that always feels really enjoyable for me you know to understand the why and and now I understand why that is because I guess it's easier sometimes than feeling and I think that Mm. little exercise in itself has been huge for me and I think this is based on a lot of my interest in the work of Stephen Hayes who's coming down the line in season three um, as well as Tara Brack actually as well and Mm. and it's just that that very act of feeling and accepting what it is that we're experiencing in this moment in time and I think there's so many messages out there right now about being better and being more Mm -hmm. um and and particularly in the world of personal and professional development and I think this is something I've come to realize about myself as well is this you know constant desire to be better what does that even mean you know what if I never listened to a podcast again what if I never read a book again what if Mm -hmm. I never went to another like we'd all still be fine you know and I think that um yeah I think I I think I struggle a little bit with with getting the balance between you know a growth mindset and moving forward and 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 as I said the being better right versus just being and is just being Mm. is just when is that not enough and I don't I don't really know the answer (laughs) Mm, that's so interesting isn't it and I'm wondering for you what the relationship is between this state of accepting what is and having maybe deeper insight or realization as to the values in play you know is there a is there a correlation between being in that space for you and a deeper awareness of what's driving you and what brings meaning yeah 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 there definitely is Elizabeth and I think it's in the little moments like I guess questioning um why I might feel moved at a particular time or mm-hmm. um that 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 comes with the same message which which is that that heightened observation around oh wow I'm feeling quite like I was saying in my conversation with Stephen Hayes and we were exploring values and I was at um we had a little gathering for a friend's 40th birthday um in my local park a few weeks ago and she came around the corner and and obviously as she saw the group she started to get quite emotional and I felt quite emotional I was like gosh I always I always feel emotional at birthdays or gatherings or weddings or anything that I see kind of like that and I, I couldn't quite understand is it is it the love is it the coming together to do something lovely for a friend is it the community sensation what is it and I think that's just a a little story in that generally just becoming very curious about those things or if something Mm. causes me hurt or pain um you know there's a there's a sweetness in that hurt or that pain or there's a care like something within that is important to me and this is Mm. how I love to explore values because I think 
we can fill out a questionnaire or look at a list of 40 values and cherry pick or top five but exploring values for me is 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 not a one-off exercise and it's not something that I do on paper I think that can be one way in which we can explore them everything helps um but it's it's really just tuning in to your life and Mm. um noticing and it being an unfolding process isn't it because they're not set in stone they're shifting and moving and yeah and growing yeah and and I think you know even understanding what a value is is hard right Mm. because you know I've had experiences with clients whereby when they tell me what their values are they're very different to what comes out in conversation and Mm. it's lovely to think about again Stephen Hayes as you will notice I have a major major crush on Stephen Hayes and he (laughs) will keep coming up you know but he talks about it's it about being the quality that we bring to an action and Mm. I really like that because it's then all of a sudden it's because it's not it's not materialistic it's not when we start to think of the people that we are really inspired by or that move us what's the quality that they bring to their action and yeah and I think yeah it's just a nice way to look at it Mm. and and if there were qualities that you're seeking to embody or things that are really feeding that sense of meaning for you now what what's coming up for you around that yeah um I think generosity respect um I don't know if this is a value per se but but candor or transparency Mm. or like I just before this conversation I went down to get a coffee in my local coffee shop and um, I guess I was getting clear on my intention for today's conversation and it was just to really show up in my own skin and be present and have a conversation with you like we would even if we weren't recording this and and as I was waiting for my cop- coffee I bumped into um, someone locally who who I've met maybe a handful of times but we, you know we don't know each other that well but I think there was something about the general presence of both of us we we both just started chatting and it was kind of a really nice conversation whereby it was a genuine how are you doing and it was a mm. genuine answer and and I say that and it's not about necessarily meeting people and, and telling them or deep dark secrets or like trying to like, be authentic and it, it's nothing about that there was just a general sense that yeah it was just it wasn't like an ease of being yeah yeah yeah. and it was just it wasn't going to be a it was just going to be an honest conversation it's not that I'm not Mm. even going to say it was like a deep conversation it was just a really refreshing honest and Mm. and I would say respectful conversation in that I was listening I think she felt listened to and and I felt listened to and we strolled back and we went it was it was literally five minutes um and I, I guess my point here is just like that was so nourishing and Mm. and there's so much bs and i'm prone to it too we all are you know and um it's just i guess that's just what you're trying to do it's just coming back to that sweet presence of being respectful of listening i think listening is a value that i really really treasure um and um yeah i 
and I guess you know thankfully I do because I'm in coaching but it's it's not something that comes easily but I think it can be a real gift to people just to listen no advice Mm. no nothing else um just that presence of of listening yeah absolutely and and let so let's explore this courage piece because when you talk about it and you're, you're embodying it so naturally, it sounds really easy to do. It sounds really easy just to show up and have an honest conversation and to just just be present with your values and yourself and to be in that moment and to be relating in that kind of transparent way. But actually, you know, from all the conversations we've had, you know, you, you recognize that that's not always very easy for people and, and hence the courage to be. So what, why does it need courage and what enables courage? Yeah, okay. Why does it need courage and what enables? So I think first off, and I'm not saying that these happen at kind of in different stages, they almost happen together. Um, first up, courage might come in questioning and being quite curious about how you live your life and just kind of saying, how, how am I doing? How, how am I feeling? And maybe you start to observe that. And you start to listen to that and you start to inquire and, and become a little bit more intentional about uncovering why you might be experiencing life in a particular way. All right. So that's just that's just one piece, which is you've done you've done nothing but inquire and, and to be quite interested as opposed to kind of changing anything at all. But just noticing, because I think that noticing is quite challenging. Um, because sometimes what we notice isn't very nice and even that little example of lying in bed at night and sitting with I don't know why why that feeling might be uncomfortable or or to even but just feeling just feeling is 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 hard Mm. Um, so that's so that requires courage because an easier thing could be to turn on a podcast or distract yourself or ring a friend but just being in that situation can be quite challenging And then Mm -hmm. there's the work that you might need to do to start to explore what it is that's important to you. And that comes in so many different forms. And why does that require courage? Well, it's back to the earlier point, which is we are receiving a lot of messages um, out there about what we should value and what we um, should do to be held in a particular regard or to be perceived in a particular way we all have a past right so sometimes we are living out that past um and to actually take a step back and say okay what parts of this are really working for me and what parts would I maybe like to change a little um that takes a little bit of work as well um so I think the courage shows up in so many forms. It might show up in, actually, I have a, there was something on this, which I'm going to pull up as we speak, which I really liked. Um, courage could come in the form of creation in that I was listening to Jim Carrey um, speak to Russell Brand on Under mm. the Skin. And he said, you can't, pun, you can't please and create and, and I really loved mm. that as well. So if you think of this idea of trying to move forward in life and, and make decisions that you feel very much drawn to make or to create or to build new projects, whatever that may be, if you're trying to move forward and do that, yet look behind your shoulder 
to kind of check in to see if if everyone's happy with what you're doing you can't do both and mm. and that's that's hard you know but it's hard when um if I think back to some of the career decisions that I've made you know I've I, I've wanted those decisions to please people like I've, I wish that everyone could say well done brilliant job and, and that's you know that's mm. that's not a reality and sometimes the people that you really want to that that you really are particularly concerned about their approval in fact that you're just not going to get that approval at times so that that's that's not easy um so I think courage shows up for me in 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 many different ways and I think I don't use the word too lightly um because I think some of these things yeah they do require require that courage Mm, absolutely and and as well as those practices that you have around really getting in touch with your being and your, and your value set, what is it that enables you to show up more courageously? I mean, sometimes I don't, you know, <laughs> sometimes I'm really, I'm really, really, really bad at it. Um, what enables me to do it? I think I'm going to say sleep is one that really helps me. Um, oh, and totally. then I think, yeah, it's, it's working with, it's the work that I do, right? Whether that's w- with with coaches, it, it's it's the um, the people that I surround myself by. I, I'm very lucky. I have a core group of friends back in Ireland who that you know we we grew up together um, from a very early age. We met before primary school, and they're they're still my my go to. Um, so I think that's a group for me that has always been incredibly free from judgment um which is which is great um I think it's I'm, I'm trying to there's this sense that I have as I'm answering this which is I can refer to various different people in my life of course my husband as well and and but but then there's just this sense of the internal work pays off the yeah. feeling the shit feelings the the turning towards some of the painful experiences in your life, um, trying to understand why they might be painful, moving forward in life and creating, even though some of it will fail and even though you won't always get the approval that you had hoped to get. Um, but I guess it's just so that that for me is just almost like that comes from me, you know, that doesn't come from anybody else. And yeah that the the clearer that I become on on what it is that's important to me and the quality that I want to bring to the actions that I take in life and how I want to show up that's what enables me to keep keep moving um because you look back at your day and you think, yeah, that, that felt good. And I think when we don't act in line with what it is that's important to us, right? Cause we were, we're all faced with that at the end of some days where we think, oh, you know, I wish I hadn't behaved in that way. Um, or I wish I hadn't engaged in that conversation of judgment or wh- whatever it may be that, that doesn't feel very good. Right. So, mm. so we start to feel that. <laughs> Pay, payback that comes from living a life according to our values and I, and I hate saying living a life according to our values because I feel straight away that certain people will be like what 
the hell does that mean? But again, <laughs> like, you'll know what it means for you. You know, when you start to height, heighten your observation around what feels good, what feels bad, there's so much information in that about what it is that's important to you. Yeah. It's tricky though, isn't it? If if someone's conditioned into a life of people pleasing, the comfortable route, even if even if there's not a huge amount of payoff in the long term, you know, in terms of life situation or what have you, the the comfortable immediate payoff that comes from people pleasing can sometimes mask that, can't it? It can mask our own authentic inner kind of um compass if you like that tells us really what's leading us towards meaning how how do you tackle that you know when there's that you know if you have that drive if you're thinking about in your early corporate days for example when you have that drive to do things right and to do things well and to do things you know to achieve and to be recognized um how do you not let that drive overpower or be louder than the other deeper more aligned kind of messaging or calling yeah so I think I can only speak from personal experience and my experience of it has been that I guess for me it's working out that that didn't pay off and that didn't Mm. really um give me the feeling I had hoped it would give me you get this sense that at each stage along the way there's this feeling that when you get to the next milestone or when you get the next promotion or you fulfill the next goal and a lot of these goals I'm referring to here being finite goals or goals that are focused on our external world around jobs or materialistic items etc you kind of start to realize that it's not giving you that meaning that you had hoped and and I'm not going to pretend like I still fall down the achievement trap or and there's a balance in in all of this which is it's okay to have aspirations and to but as long as those aspirations are deeply rooted in something that's important to you um Mm. and I think the difference being that we're aspiring to socially compliant goals or to achieve things because we think we should um Mm -hmm. and and I guess that's the difference and I think that sometimes the suffering is not enough for us to make a change and there is lots of elements of of comfort that that people will maybe think well I don't really want to give up that part or I don't really want to have to change my lifestyle um, Mm. and to leave my corporate job or whatever that may be um, so what is it that drives you that gets you over that for you because you've got quite a lot of drive for growth and change and development what is it that fuels that for you as as I've started to become more honest with myself about how I live my life, um, why I might feel a certain way, what I care about, what I truly care about, right? Because that's Mm. hard because we learn that, you know, very often it's, there's confusion about what we, what we care about. That that's a really tricky part to uncover. But when you start to get glimpses of it and you move forward and you lean further into it and you make it a bigger part of your life, that feels really good. 
and mm. and yes I still you know you still have moments where you think oh gosh you know that you visit somebody in a beautiful house or and, and for a moment you might return to a more finite goal like let's try and let's talk about the next house that we we well the only house we've never built a house but let's talk about it, the, the house that we might build or whatever and, and that's mm. where that's where I think Billy and I work really well as a partnership because we check in and we, we kind of sometimes say you know are we are we on the right path are we you know and, and it's like yes we're 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 giving time to the things in our lives that really matter and sometimes it's a bit messy mm. and it's a bit wild and um you know we don't own our own house and not not saying that that's a thing but as in that's not on the list of goals that we have <laughs> well we don't have goals so that would help um but it's not <laughs> you know they're not that's actually and I think this is a good this is maybe something to touch on as well as this whole whole idea of goals right I, I shouldn't really be a coach who says I don't set goals but I don't because <laughs> my goal yeah. my goals are a little bit different I guess they're about that again what quality do I want to bring to my actions yeah. my life who do I want to be how do I want to show up and yeah they're about and just leaning into the unfolding of that then and what what that quality of presence actually then creates for itself rather than going for something singular yeah exactly like you know mm. in in two years time we will um you know, we, we will be here financially or we will live here or you know, this is what our life will look it's like. So in, in, old school, isn't it? It's like coaching yeah. 1980s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's 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 almost I guess it's it's to, it's almost like just intuitive living whereby we're allowing ourselves to really tap into the things that bring us joy. And that's that's all it is. You know, sometimes I think it's I'm really conscious as well of when I'm having these conversations there there can be a lot of shaming around what we should be doing and and the right way mm. to look at life there is no right way you know there absolutely is no right way and I guess I've just chosen to have a conversation on this podcast I, I enjoy conversations that's why I started the podcast I feel very privileged to be able to talk to guests about their experience of the courage to be and their lives and in the middle of all that I share a little bit about what I'm experiencing in my personal life it doesn't mean I really have any idea or that it makes any sense it might resonate with people but the idea being that you know let's just it's, it's exploring and it's sharing and I'm, I'm doing a bit of work in between mm, yeah and you've done you've done quite a lot of relatively deep work haven't you over the last few months and and like from a personal development point of view and maybe shifting your your focus a little and 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 you know like you say getting in touch with with some of Tara Brock's work and, and where that's taken you um so how has that shaped you know if we look forward to season three what what's different about this podcast series that um you know what might we notice that's a little different about this yeah well I hope you will notice um that my intention is to just bring more of my relaxed present and very chilled self to these conversations so mm. when I'm interviewing a guest that I don't have that sense whereby I'm pressing the record button and now I am the host you know I just want to bring that same quality that I like to bring to conversations when I'm in a cafe or when I'm at home or in conversation with friends and 
the courage piece, because it's nice to bring it back to that, is that requires me to be present. It doesn't require me to have a script in front of me and frantically looking at what I might ask the guest next. It requires me Mm. to be incredibly present and almost bringing the qualities that I would bring to my coaching practice. And I don't think that I've done that yet here on the podcast. And that's okay. I think, you know, it's good to be aspirational and to think about what it is I want to bring next. But it's it's really about that and to bring the insights and my experiences to guess in my voice, because none of what I'm sharing, as 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 you know, and as the audience will know, is rocket science or it's not new. Right? We all just have a different way of sharing that. And I just want to stay really true to that. And actually, before a conversation today, I avoided just listening to podcasts or reading anything or trying to come into this too prepared um Mm. which could make it a bit jaggedy at times but that's fine um and to your to your question about some of the work that I've done over the last few months I think yeah maybe some of the impetus for that was COVID and being in a house with two small kids and and your husband (laughs) and homeschooling and all the wonderful things that come with that um and yeah I think I was really drawn to work um or or drawn to people like Tara Brack and Stephen Hayes which was very much about being um and very much about tuning into those more uncomfortable feelings that we might experience throughout our day and turning towards them and leaning into them as opposed to moving away from them and becoming very aware of my need to be better and that can almost feel like a that can be a positive thing in the world of personal development but actually sometimes it's it's too much you know and Mm. as we have to ask ourselves well what, what why why am I doing this what I am currently doing I'm not like not thinking about Mm. anything particular but why might I be listening to that many podcasts or reading so many books or and I think yes I I enjoy the learning aspect of that right but I think this comes back to the same theme which is you know when we are constantly believing that there's more and I think that's kind of an, an innate sense in all of us is that 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 human sense of being more being better or improving and personal improvement I mean there's just so much Mm. out there now but sometimes it it can just feel really nice to let go a little of needing to Mm. be better and just showing up in a more present form and turning towards the crappier feelings that you might be experiencing throughout your day or life and knowing that simply leaning towards them and feeling them in itself is quite Mm. useful you know and to not escape them through any means even though that means might seem quite healthy like for me to turn on a podcast doesn't seem like an unhealthy addiction but you know what maybe you just need to feel and it feels very much, you know, that really resonates with me and kind of, and, and obviously sharing that journey with you over, you know, over the past year or so, um, it, the, the, the shift for me feels like one away from the courage to become something almost like this, mm. this growing, driving, um, like creating energy, which of course is still there. And, and it's, 
it's softened and slowed and calmed and become more reflective and and it's almost it almost feels now like it's the courage to be as we are now yes like and that's where the work is yeah yeah the courage just to be as we are now and and that takes huge courage and and it's okay to be who we are now yeah and all that that entails and then in through that just being in the very present moment that you you so beautifully you know strive to stay within that that then creates the right trajectory or the right unfolding of what comes next yeah yeah exactly and and you know genuine elizabeth that's been you've you've been really a really big part of creating this podcast and kind of holding space for where I've been with the podcast at each stage along the way and it's it's been really nice to have that constant and and also to realize that for each of us we can start out and be on a particular route as it relates to a particular project or a work and and that just evolves quite quite naturally and beautifully as we we evolve and and I think sharing that with people is yeah it's it's a real it's a real gift actually because very often there's an idea that things are quite fixed or we put ourselves in boxes um, and we try mm. to keep... Well, there's a commercial desire for something that drives it in the wrong direction rather than just leaning back into what is unfolding. Yeah, yeah. Like the time yeah. I got on a call with you, I was like, I'm going to do the courage to be for professionals. I'm like, what the hell am I talking about? That's like, <laughs> you know, it's like all of a sudden I was turning the podcast into everything I'd never wanted it to be. The podcast for me is to come on and... Like I said, have these deep, meaningful, hopefully ego-free conversations where we can explore stuff and there might be someone listening that resonates with something there may not be. It it just none of that really matters if the intention behind the conversation and the space that we're holding is is meaningful. Mm. Well, it's certainly meaningful from my point of view, and it's a huge joy to be on that journey with you. And I'm really, really looking forward to season three. Is there anything else your listeners need to need to know about this before we can we can unleash this onto the world? No, I I, I just say maybe to listeners, you might not have an answer to this, but I always find it a useful question. Um, but what has been most important for you in listening to this episode and because that's that's all that really matters there might might have been there may not have been one thing that you go gosh you know I want to explore that a little bit more there was something in that that resonated and and usually that's that's the thing that's right for you to explore right now um but after that I would just say yeah, I hope you're inspired to come along th- this journey with me. And I, I have high hopes for the podcast. My, my desire is that there will be a point in time where I have a little podcast studio in my back garden um, and I will be able to record much more frequently um, because I think the frequency is probably missing now. Um, mm-hmm. but that, that will that will come um, um, and will be helped by my kids getting a little older. <laughs> <laughs> the madness will be less. But yeah, I just keep 
Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> Does it ever get any less mad? I don't know. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Um, but yeah, so just, just let's hope we can uh, play it out together and keep keep in touch. I always love feedback. I always say that. Um, and let's see where it takes us. Awesome. Thank you so much, lovely one. Thank you so much for listening. If there's something that you've heard in this episode that has resonated with you, or perhaps you think it could benefit someone else, then please do share this link or start the conversation. If you haven't done so already, click on the subscribe button in your listening app. And as always, I really value your feedback. So please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And for more information, full show notes, links and resources, you can pop over to my website, SineadMillard.com. See you next time back here on The Courage To Be.